How you doing? Welcome to episode 11 of Puck and Dirty. My name is always David. Got Ryan the producer, Matt the friend, and an even special guest today, Jake Pintori joining us. Uh, that St. Bart's connection, going back to like kindergarten, you know. How's it going, Jake? Screw uh, these other guys. Let's throw it to you. Right at you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm great. It is so nice to be chatting with you, my St. Bart's brother. Bunch yeah. of my central brothers here, too. Hell Appreciate yeah. you guys having That's me good. on here. Been a fan of the work early on here. So uh, happy to just chat some hockey with you. And I'm good. I'm real good. If you hear any like clinging and clanging in the background, my dog is sitting here next to me and she's just wild sometimes. So we'll oh. work through it. Don't worry, my dog will probably howl midway through or just come disturb me. So or squeak a toy. Yeah, it's kind of a feature of the pod at this point. I don't don't know. (laughs) Good. All right, I'm glad she's in good company then. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What kind of dog you got? Uh, I got a golden retriever. She's two and a half, and her name's Eleanor. She Uh, is wild, man. (laughs) That's a great name. Yeah, that is a good name. Yeah. Inspired by the Beatles song, Eleanor Rigby, of course. Oh, that's um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The dream is to one day have a boy dog to pair with her. That would be Rigby to yeah, complete the song. We'll see. We'll see, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see right? Big dreams. Yeah. Yeah, I, I want a second dog, too, honestly. Like, I feel bad for my current dog because, like, I live with my brother, and I got a bigger dog, like, 60-pound pit mix, and, like, my brother has, like, a 20-pound chihuahua mix, so it's, like... They don't mix well, that's for sure. It's nice because for me, because I'm a deadbeat dad with my dog. She, my <laughs> dog is my fiance, so I only get to see him on weekends and holidays. Damn. I, I bring him a treat and it's all cool. Yeah. yeah just buys love. You're great. Yeah, exactly. I'm, pet, I'm petless right now, but like maybe I should get a goldfish or something. That'd be pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, holy shit, Zucker. Put it like behind me. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I, although that fish wouldn't last a week, though, I don't think. Hey, wow. <laughs> I, I take care of pets. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> I actually leave a beer out, and it falls in. You're, yeah, signing, you're, you're signing his death with checking you buy him. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, anyways here, Nick or uh, Ryan or Matt, you guys do anything interesting over the weekend? No. No. I just watch, uh, watch the Steelers. I mean, I was going to mention the Steelers and Georgia, honestly. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I went to the Steelers game. It was fun. Nice. Got nice. trashed, so I really don't remember much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, one of the more fun games to watch of just, you know, killing the Browns. Not going to lie. Great. Yeah, I went to uh, other Central Catholic guys' uh, tailgate. T- Cody Farkas, I went to his tailgate first and just got trashed. Oh, so yeah. I, I did, my fiance had to take care of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Good job. This is a good gal. Mm-hmm. I, I, what's up, Matt? What are you doing? Oh, uh, the other plug, pod. plug the talking dirty pod really quick. Oh yeah. There you go. Yeah. Honestly, for this weekend, I didn't really do much. I played D and D and went and looked at houses with Kai and like pretty legit. I mean, I'm hoping to buy a house within like, you know, six months, but damn, we'll see. That'll be nice. Yeah. Looking at a house Good on luck. Saturday. Hell yeah, yeah, dude. It's it's rough out there. I'm looking at houses and my like I bring my mom along and she's like, This house would be sixty thousand dollars like five years ago and now it's like a hundred and forty. I'm like, how does that even make any sense at all? Like that's bullshit. It's none. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's not worth it. So it's like I don't want to buy a house yet, but it's like fuck. Renting's, I want a house. <laughs> renting's just as bad, so you just gotta pick your poison. 
Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, well, I'm about like to renew my yeah. lease in like in two months. I'm thinking of building a hippie commune somewhere. You know, <laughs> there you go. Right off like 279, right in those woods somewhere. Like, you know, <laughs> commune. Just bring some wood. Maybe we'll cut down some trees. I don't know. We have to it, live off the land. Yeah, yeah. Fish out of the mong, dude. We'll, we'll live. We'll live well. We'll be. Me and Chelsea's in. Me and Chelsea are in. I'll, I'll speak for her. Right. Hey, it's gonna be cheaper. That's for sure. That's for sure. Uh, anyways, enough bullshitting around here. Let's let's get to the hacky talk. Um, really, like the biggest event in like only event really besides like the Winter Classic in the season is the All Star Game. Um, on the February third and fourth, the All Star Game or, or the All Star events, you know, weekend happen. Uh, the third will have the skill competitions. And last year, I think there was five: I, the fastest skater, uh, shape, save streak, hardest shot, breakaway challenge, and an accu- accuracy challenge. Honestly, I couldn't give a shit about any of the awards. I really don't even care that much about the All Star Game. Uh, although I think the unis will be sick. I just think it's interesting to, you know, like the, the players that actually make it with how the NHL, you know, makes their rules uh, with how like every, every uh, team from every division needs to be uh, like represented. And I, I for me, like I, I was looking through the roster and I have a few like kind of tweak outs here or like takeouts, like I would switch, not necessarily obeying the NHL's rules, but just like fixing the rosters a little bit. Um, Obviously, if you guys got anything on any of these, you know, divisions, players, whatever, just feel free to, to pipe in at all. Um, you you want to go, like, division by division, possibly? Yeah, I'm going to pick the team that I think will uh, win the, the whatever, the tournament or whatever. I, I think I'm going to pick – we'll start with this. I'm, I'm going to pick the uh, Atlantic division, um, but – I, I do this hesitantly because, like, if you look through these rosters, the no one on the uh, or sorry, no defenseman on the uh, east side made it to the rosters at all. Um, they have was that seven seven skaters and a goalie on each on each side, and I know there's going to be some kind of like Twitter voting for some of these rosters, but I just think it's kind of ridiculous to not like include zero. Uh, Defenseman. Defenseman, yeah. And the Atlantic Division, uh, well, I'll go through them. Uh, we got Nikita Kucherov. He's coming into his fourth uh, All-Star appearance. Uh, 37 games played, 13 goals, 41 assists. Well-deserved, honestly. I can't really argue anyone else on Tampa Bay at this point. He's just a stellar player. Superstar, for sure. Um, next, they got Dylan Larkin, third year in the in the all-star game 35 uh, games played 13 goals 20 assists and this one is one of the ones that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and this is kind of a snub in this division i would have swapped dylan larkin with david posternock who is number yeah. two goals scored in the nhl right now but he is not on this roster because linus Olmark is that much better at goalie position than everyone else is right now basically and, like, I just think that's kind of ridiculous. He's only made one All-Star game. He's 26 years old. Like, best winger in the in the league, honestly. You say, like, Pasta, he, he definitely deserves a spot on the roster. 
But I think like Rasmus Dahlin from the Sabres also deserves a spot. He's like third in points for a defenseman. And uh, he has 44 points on the year. And I think uh, maybe like to go to your point where you should include like a defenseman in the whole Eastern Conference, he should be your guy. Yeah, I, I think he definitely is more deserving. I had him swap out with like Nick Suzuki. Like, definitely don't need Nick Suzuki on the All Star roster. You don't need any Canadians, anyone yeah. from the Montreal roster making the yeah. All Star game at this point. There's just not a whole lot they're contributing to the league at this point. Love the. Love the youth movement happening up there, but no it's, thank you. Yeah, and it's like, I get it. You want every team represented, but, like, go. Let's. I'm gonna, I'll jump to Nick here. He has 38 games played, 15 goals, 17 assists. Not bad, but like you said, like, Darlene's over a point per game. He's never been to an all-star game either. So this is Nick Suzuki's third, and he's only 23 years old. Or, actually, it's his second. Second, sorry. And he's only 23. It's like... Is Nick Suzuki even that big of a superstar? Like, <laughs> I think he's definitely top two players on Montreal. Yeah, and that's like but, what top fifty in the league, maybe. Like, like <laughs> Montreal, like Jake was saying, uh, definitely not contributing to like all star performances at this moment. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I understand the, like, the desire to market to every team in the league, right? You want to have all the fans tuning in and, and enjoying All-Star Weekend. I, I'm all for that. I just You can't convince me that a 30-goal scorer in David Pasternak or, you know, the third leading defensive, defensive scorer in Rasmus Dahlin doesn't deserve to be on the, the All-Star roster this year. Just no way. Yeah. But who knows? They might get the fan vote. You never know. Yep. Well, they have to lead fan voting, and honestly, you got to wonder, like, I mean, some of these younger guys, maybe not, but, like, some of the older guys might not want to be voted in, you know, like, I think Opie's out his, like, eighth All-Star game or something like that, it's like, some of those guys, I feel like it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I hope I don't get voted in, but those, the older dudes actually kind of already made it, now that I say that. Yeah. Ovi and Sid are known to, you know, skip the All-Star game, too, so, mm -hmm. yeah, there could be a couple of no-shows from some of the vets, and then maybe some of these other guys who are deserving can sneak onto the rosters, too. Who knows? And that's funny, because, like, you get suspended a game, I think, for doing that, uh, trying to dodge All-Star. It's like, dude, who cares? Like, your, your rules are bullshit anyway about it. Like, just let the players go. Like, I, I still am, like, like, when I saw Pasternak number two in goals, I'm like, how do you not have him, like, in the shooting competitions? Or, like, it makes no sense. Like, the dude is one of the best, like, actually, this is one of my points I was going to bring up later, but, like, he's an unrestricted free agent right now. Uh, Artemi Panarin is the highest paid winger right now. He makes, like, ten and a half. I feel like he fetches ten and a half million easily. Um, Panarin was kind of an uh, on the open market, though, wasn't he, when he signed that, so... I wonder if, like, they negotiate a deal before, but, like, Pasta's easily a $9 million man. You got to get this guy into the freaking all-star game. Like, come on. Yeah, he's he's unreal. If I'm if I'm his agent, I'm going to the management in Boston and saying we're starting at Panarin's. Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. Whether they oh, take yeah. it or not, I don't know. But you got to set the bar there because when you're 20, he's, what, 26? Yeah, he's 26. Yeah. yeah. You got to pay him. You're getting the prime of his career. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. 
Uh, and uh, guys like Marshawn and Bergeron, like, realistically won't be around for the much longer. So, like, Pasternak's going to have to take over that team. I think, uh, what's the face? What's, oh, God. Bergeron. Didn't he take a price cut, too? Like, they, they should have some money laying around. They're usually good at getting their guys to. I mean, they they when they acquired Lindholm last year, they immediately signed him to like that eight year extension. Like they're they're pretty crafty about like you know moving the cap hit over the duration of a contract. So I mean, if if they really wanted to get it done, it would have it would have gotten done before the season started. I think Pasta yeah. wants to see what kind of options he has before he makes a decision. And that's just my that's just my guess. That's my take on the situation. I think you're right. Um... I, de- I definitely agree there. Uh, and not to just beat David Poshnot, like the dead horse there, but we can uh, move on here. Uh, next uh, next guy on the Atlantic division that made it is uh, Mitchell Marner. Uh, second time being there, 25 years old, 14 goals, 29 assists, 38 games. All-star player, definitely. Best player on Toronto? I don't know. Uh, I mean... Obviously, you can make a case for uh, Austin Matthews and John Tavares. I think I like Marner. I, I think he deserves, you know, his chops, though. He went on that crazy point streak, too. Yeah, and that's so, definitely like, something that influences, you know, whoever votes these guys into it. Yeah, but, like he's a top player. You, got, I mean, you got to have him and Matthews in there. They have. They, mm-hmm. did Neil, is Nylander on the roster too for the Atlantic Division? Sorry, no, he's not. Uh, he he he's one of those players who you could argue should be there too, easily. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. I mean, like that's like what's bullshit is like elite players are missing out, but it's like, do they really care? Like, if if all star games aren't important, like why do they matter at all? Like, should you consider them when they're going for the Hall of Fame or something? It's like not really. If, if it's kind of arbitrary, like. Oh, whatever. This guy gets in because he's the best player on Montreal. It's like, well, that sucks. Like, that's. <laughs> and I mean, we talked about him. I have, next guy on my list, Nick Suzuki. Eh. Like, I think we all agree. Easily swap him out. Uh, after him, got Tage Thompson. First All Star game. Definitely deserves it, I'd say. He's 25 years old. Uh, 36 games played, 30 goals, 25 assists. Like, holy shit. <laughs> Had a four-goal game this year against Columbus, or was it five? I thought it was uh, six. I thought it was like a nine-point game, and honestly, I think he almost had double hat tricks. I, bl- I blocked that out of my memory <laughs> as a Jackets fan. He's a monster. He's a big boy. He's he's huge. It's, it's wild to see him come into his own because he just was, you know, in St. Louis, was nothing, was just a big prospect. Comes in and now he's just you know thirty goal scorer back to back seasons, but then you know like you're saying that's that's why Darlene misses out on this on yeah. this roster now too is because Tage Thompson is you know all of a sudden is a top ten player in the league, yeah, top fifteen player in the league all of a sudden. I I think he's up there. I mean Buffalo knew what they were doing when they signed him. I thought they were dumb. I'm like what the fuck are they doing? They're gonna ruin their team, and then shows what I know. I mean shit. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, desperation pays off there for sure. They need someone who's a star, and he's at least, you know, he might do it. He might not do it for the entire rest of that contract, but if he does it a couple more years, they got a huge return for a player that had no expectations going into Buffalo. 
Yeah, that's fair. I don't even know how they got him, but like, I honestly assume they drafted him. But that's that's crazy. No, I didn't know he was drafted in St. Louis. Makes sense. He's 25, so it's like last year he was a rookie, right? So that's kind of old. Eh, maybe not. For a top prospect, that's kind of old. I feel like to get into the league, but he's yeah, killing. Yeah, he was a St. Louis first round pick in 2016. Hmm. Crazy. Played. Forty-one games in seventeen, eighteen, and then uh, ended up in Buffalo. He's been there since eighteen, nineteen. But last year was the first, like his breakout season. Yeah, he was a monster last year. Yeah. Um, moving on here, I got the Tuchuk brothers actually, both of them, which I think that might be their best like PR move as a as a league, adding uh, Brady Tuchuk and Matthew. Um, Brady's has his third all-star game here. Matthew on his second, um, Brady played 38, uh, games, 13 goals, 26 assists. Uh, Matthew 36 games, 20 goals, 27 assists. Uh, I have Matthew, Matthew Kachuk on my, uh, fantasy team and I'd love having him on my fantasy team. The man loves to score points. And when he got traded, uh, in that crazy ass trade during the off season, Florida's one of my teams. So it's, I followed him somewhat closely. Um, it it was weird to see such a big return, um, but I think Matthew Tuchuk is he he's probably a top twenty five player in the league. I'd say for sure, um, definitely deserves to be here. I don't know as much as from Brady. Uh, Brady's Matt, a pretty like all around guy. He gets those hits, gets those blocks, <laughs> takes some penalties if that counts. Yeah. But the only thing I've heard <laughs> like them talk about or it might have been on spinning chicklets is Matthew Goodchuck said Brady was like would kick his ass if they ever got in a fight so I wonder if we see something something like that during the all-star game I think that'd be funny as hell Brady's scary dude he looks like a, a Vietnam vet or something like he has that stare in his eye like you're like oh shit this guy is like if he crosses the edge and wires get crossed you might get hurt like he's seen some shit the yeah grown up strength that we didn't get the Clegane Bowl in Game of Thrones, so we're going to get the Kachuk Bowl. Hey, we did get that. It just sucked. Yeah, yeah, you're right. No, that was the best part of those last seasons, to be honest. That's uh, not saying much, but... Yeah, it isn't. that is just a depressing side note there. Um, yeah, but I, I think they're both deserving. Um, Ottawa definitely has somewhat of a youth movement movement kind of an embarrassment of riches in the top six uh definitely like even Giroux could even been considered but i'm glad brady made it um ottawa kind of sucks right now though i feel like they're in limbo but oh well i would have liked to see tim stutzel maybe get a consideration there i don't know if he could get voted in but i'm pretty sure he's having a good year as well or maybe even replace one of them with like austin matthews if every team doesn't deserve an all-star, you know? Well, I mean, you got to consider those fan votes. Like, what, what are they going to – what does that mean? Like, how many – there's one, two, three, four, eight players on the roster right now on each division. They'll add one, figure, right? You figure there's – what was that, Jake? Sorry. They add one with this last vote? I think it's last man in, right? Yeah, so adding four more players, like, I figure they add a defenseman in the Atlantic since they don't have a single one. Like, 
It's kind of good. Yeah, then if each division just adds one, I'm guessing like Pasternak, Matthews, and Darlene won't all make it. Well, Darlene would be my number one choice out of those, obviously. Just to get a defenseman. Yeah. I saw the Pens nominated Latang for the last man in vote. So I'm assuming, like, they're looking for a defenseman, you know? Same thing with the Metro, actually. So, like, they don't have... Uh, they don't have one, yeah. Yeah, but we'll I'll, we'll touch base on that. Um, last guy here, all-star roster of uh, Atlantic Division was Linus Allmark. I mean, I don't know how you, you can't put him in. Obviously, this is his first all-star game because he has never been this good of a goalie. He's 29 years old. He has a 21-1-1 record. 186 goals against, 939 save percentage. Like, that is kind of unheard of. I I don't remember the last time I've seen goalie stats that good. Like, like Lundqvist maybe, or maybe, I don't know about Brodeur, but I don't, don't really remember much of him. <laughs> but, like, it, that's crazy. It is. It, it's wild. And he's, he's actually... Good too. I mean that that Boston team is no joke. Like they they play a solid game. It's hard to beat them. It's hard to score goals on them. But it's not like, you know, they're just insulating Allmark so much that he doesn't have to do work. He's he's athletic for his size, and he just like he's he's solid. I didn't even realize that his record was twenty one one and one until I was doing research before the Winter Classic last week. But mm-hmm. I mean, watching him play this year, he's he's the guy. He's got yes. to be the, the runaway Vesna leader at this point, right? Easily. Oh, for sure. Easily. I, I noticed it actually when the Pens were playing him, too. I'm like, holy shit. This guy is not letting anything in. He's like, I remember uh, Kapanen had like a really crazy, like just it might have been a broken play, but he was like cutting in the middle, like near the point, just like shot a shot I thought was like going across, across the grain. I thought I was going to go in, but Almark like fought it off. I was like, holy shit. Like. On a goal, normal goalie, that's not that's probably going in. Like, but someone in the zone dialed in like that. I mean, it's he's he's legit. I'm glad he I, he played for Buffalo last year, I think, or maybe the year before. Like, he was he was bouncing around. I'm glad he found a a spot. I wish it wasn't the Bruins, but <laughs> it is what it is. There. Um. Yeah, uh, old Mark definitely he deserves to be in the game like as crazy of a season as Pasternak is having like Olmark is one of the reasons probably the biggest reason they're winning games at this moment mm-hmm. I mean like, like Jake said they play a great game all around like Swayman isn't having a, a bad season himself it's just he's not taking the crease over like Olmark did and I'm pretty sure Swayman got hurt to start the season and actually too so I'm sure that played a little bit of a role and maybe Allmark had the confidence from that. Who knows? Like, yeah, the team's relying on me. I got to put, I got to step up, you know? Um, yeah. Um, moving on here to the other part of the East here, Metro. Um, I'm glad to say it. Sidney Crosby made it Uh fifth all-star game, 37 games played, 19 goals, 24 assists. I'm pretty sure he has at least one tonight already. Um, it's a three, three game versus Vancouver. Obviously, Sid deserves it. Can't really think of a Penguin more deserving right now. Um, maybe Jari, but Jari got injured, so... Pens obviously need Jari. Um, we can talk about that later, but... 
really what what's there to say about the greatest player in our generation like he deserved it um, yeah it's his 18th season or something in the nhl and to get selected to the all-star game at that depth of your career that's pretty fair. amazing yeah. i mean how how can you like we could talk about sid season it's just he's He's a beast. Like, five on five, he's one of the best players. He's just, like, the elite grinder is what I would call him. Like, he goes in the corners. He gets pucks out of, like, shitty spots. But he has so much skill. He can put it in the net. He can set up everyone. His, his IQ is insane. Like, I'm glad he uh, he was a penguin, that's for sure. Oh, my God, yeah. He, he's just – he's unreal. I'm looking at this graphic right now, and he's one point behind Ovechkin. They're, like, tied 16th and 17th in career points in the NHL right now. Yeah. They're just going to keep doing it for the next five years, honestly, if they, they stay healthy, knock on wood. Uh, but, yeah, dude, he's, man. he's an unreal player. Like, there's – bottom line, you, this, this league is full of talent, especially at the center position. But if you want to win, you know, a playoff series or if you want to win one game – Sidney Crosby's still the easiest answer. Hell yeah. He's, He's op- does, option does one for sure. He does it all. I know I'm biased, but man, he just, it's, it's insane to me. He's played for going 18 years, going on 20 years, and he can still play the game at the same physical level that he did in 2006 and 2007 mm-hmm. and all that. So yeah, more. So it's crazy that he's only, this is only his fifth appearance uh, in the all-star yeah. game coming up here for, being deserving probably every year he's been he's been on the ice. Mm-hmm. And just sorry, Ryan, go ahead. Is that you? You how much you love Sid? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, Matt, now's the time. He's listening. No, no, he's not. I, I wish. <laughs> For a second there, Matt seemed like he actually thought Sidney Crosby was gonna watch this. I think mean, he might. I, no. This is like the savior of hockey in Pittsburgh. Like we owe him so much. Like for as a city, like if we didn't have him, he they'd be in like Kansas fucking city or something. Like get the hell out of here. I think yeah. uh, another point on Sid is that like fifty percent of this All Star roster right now is twenty five years or younger, and he's how old now? Like thirty five. 35 yeah and he's making the all-star game with people 10 years younger than him he's adapting to the faster pace of play in the league mm-hmm. and he's still scoring at a rate like like no one ever and i saw the graphic you saw your said jake on online of uh, the the game um it's crazy sid played like 200 less games in his prime than ovechkin did if you really think about it, that's i just thought like clicked in my head like i'm gonna be pissed off if Sid doesn't have more points than Ovi when they retire, because the dude definitely would have had like another 400 points during those career. Like he went like on 23 game uh, streak of points that one year where he got hit in the neck or whatever. And I, I just remember being so pissed off and felt so bad for him. But yeah, he would be way, you know, all, all respect to, to Ovi best, best scorer in the history of the league. But I mean, if Crosby doesn't miss those close to 200 games, he's he's probably at somewhere between seven, 1,700 points right now yeah. on his career. And and Ovechkin is clearly in the rearview mirror as far as career points. Mm-hmm. He's never going to catch him in gold or anything like that. But, oh no way! Uh, it's it's just wild that that year he had 
66 points at in 40 games or whatever going into that winter classic game when he got that first hit on his neck and he he would have scored 100 and he would have broke his you know personal record that year for sure it's oh it's a shame he's the goat of all time yeah sure. yeah, yeah definitely um matt i'm gonna throw you a bone here we'll talk about johnny Gaudreau since he made it uh 39 sorry 36 games played 10 points 27 assists um what do you make it on a on 10 a, goals you mean what did i say 10 goals 27 assists that's what i meant to say okay um he might have more i i this has come from a few days ago so he might be i think he has 11 goals 27 assists is what i have written down but like oh sorry 11 hey, goals. That extra He's goal a, hasn't won the that, Jackets that many extra my games. On this. So. He actually deserves to be here now. Okay. Woohoo! But job, he's, he's producing like a point per game. I on believe. Team, yeah. Yeah, so. It's pretty good. It, that That's good. It's an all-star for that team. I wouldn't say around the league, so to say, with all the other guys that like missed out. Like Who would for you example, with? You uh, got a person on top of your head, like Travis Konechny or Adam Fox, maybe. Mm. I did mention Adam Fox in my. Uh, I have two replacements, but this I I don't I thought Gaudreau was actually a fair choice. Um, yeah, but, like a point per game is impressive for a winger in the league. Like that's something to strive for. And I, if the Jackets were a little healthier, maybe some of those 11 goals could have led to wins, but it's not looking too hot for the CBJ. Yeah, CBJ sucks. Let's be real. <laughs> Poor Columbus, man. I know. They can't, they can't have anything nice. <laughs> and we like it that way. <laughs> yeah, I All mean. Right. You I guys are spoiled with Sydney. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. So true. Yeah, I have I have no problem with Goudreau. I I, I like you bringing up Konechny. He's he had he had a pretty down year last season. I feel like you know not many people in Philadelphia are happy Tortorella is their coach. But I mean he has what twenty plus goals already this season. Like he's yeah he's, he's really looking at like great clip forty three points. Yeah, and yeah, that's uh, a good call. He's leading the team in points, actually, and Kevin Hayes got selected over him for the Flyers, I believe. Yes, he did. Um, if we, if you want to just pop over to Flyers, that's fine with me. The, yeah, Kevin Hayes, uh, 37 games played, nine nine goals, 23 assists. I was shocked to see him in here, actually. Uh, he's on my fantasy team. He does good on a fantasy team. But I saw Konechny, and I was like, okay, I, I guess there's something missing that I – just missed like I, I don't know i don't see how you pick hayes he's just not statistically not the better player um and actually i originally had him swapped for adam fox who would have been the only defenseman on the team at that point um seven goals 33 assists pretty legit there uh connect me and philly it's like yeah like Succeeding on that team, I feel like, should be, like, rewarded because <laughs> Torts is a fucking idiot. Like, I don't think he's a good coach. I think he might have been a good coach 10 years ago, but I think his, like, shine is really worn off. And, like, maybe the, the Flyers organization, like the, uh, I guess the 
I don't know if they can call the coach, but I know GM does, but maybe the owners too. Maybe they're just like, let's get a hard ass coach and become the like old flyers again. But it's like, dude, no, your your team isn't really built that way. And like, why, why bring that back? Because it, it it probably won't succeed in this league anymore. I mean, yeah, you got to be really, you'd have to, you'd have to be the the toughest team by a mile to succeed over the regular season and playoffs against how skilled and fast these teams are. Even, you know, even these teams that you might talk about that were cup winners the past couple of years that were bigger, they still had skill all throughout the lineup. Like I think of St. Louis off the cuff. And I feel like people talk about them as being like one of those tougher teams that won because, you know, Baruby was their coach and all that, but they had, you know, Tarasenko and Petrangelo running, you know, rough shot over the entire competition and all that stuff. So it wasn't just, just bruising. You gotta be, you gotta be skilled and you have to be fast to win in this league. There's too much, too many good offensive players. Like we're talking about right now. You can't just win being that old school torts mindset. He's entertaining on ESPN and stuff like that <laughs> when he goes on his rants, but I don't want him coaching my team. Matt, I mean, he, yeah, like well, he, I think he peaked with uh, the Tampa Bay lightning com- or like sweep. And then his shine yeah. ever since has just been on a steep decline. And kind of like cool. I agree with Dave like, on that point that like he probably doesn't like maybe belong in the league as a coach anymore because his like style has not kept up with the rest of the league basically. I mean, if it's any indication of their record being horrible that this doesn't work, I mean. Their team obviously sucks, too, and they make terrible financial moves that keep them sucking, which is great for the Pens and hilarious to see. But for Philadelphia, it it must suck because they're, like, right up against the cap as well, and they're a shit team. Like, they're bad. And some of that's, like, kind of, like, injury bug. Like, uh, it's, like, Couture's out. Um, uh, Ryan, what was his name? Ryan Ellis, who, like, never suited up as a flyer. Like those trades hurt, and like they still have Van Riemsdyk, right? Yeah, yeah they, they do. Yeah, roster, yeah. He came back. He was on the Leafs for a couple seasons, I believe. It, it was that was weird, and then he's like stayed there, and they've sucked. Like they just have yeah. not been good. They got. I mean, they're paying. They're paying Kevin Hayes. His cap hits seven point one to five mil, I think. Ooh. Yeah, for the next like four seasons. You know, again, he's a 30, 30 point player, thirty two points in thirty nine games or whatever you said, Dave, but. I mean, he's he's not a seven million dollar player anymore. I, I I recall that signing now, and I'm be like, I was like, maybe so, like they they know something I don't, because that was the last year at least before that season. Because I remember Dunkel drafted him in our league, and I was like, I was like, is he that good? Like he's the first line center on their team, but they kind of suck. Second line center. <laughs> and then, yeah, yeah, I've been seeing his name pop up as like someone the Flyers are trying to to get rid of, but they're going to have to, you know, add something to sweeten the deal because they had a couple of years. Yeah. That number, but you know, we'll, we'll see. They're going to have to make a move or something to give themselves wiggle room to get better. Cause their roster as it is right now is just not anywhere close to a playoff roster. Yeah. It's a shame. No, it's not. And <laughs> this might be a little bit of breaking news, but Dumo just went down. Did anyone see what happened? Oh no, no. Uh, he just like pancake against the boards that looked like it looked like he got hooked in it by Pedersen or something, and he just fucking ate it. No, 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 no. Oh. 
Maybe Court. it'll knock the skill back into him. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Uh, I was like, oh, is he down for a long time? That's bad. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, uh, the Devils, their uh, representative is uh, Jack Hughes. Obviously deserved. Uh, 21 years old. Second All-Star game at that age. Kind of crazy. 38 games played. 22 for both goals and assists. Well-deserved. I liked Jesper Bratt, but I'm not surprised that uh, Hughes was taking over him for for the reason of just, like, star power and, like, Bratt kind of, like, fell off. Uh, not He's still over a point a game, but not as, like, the Devils, like, rose pretty hard, and he, he kind of, you know, was with that rise and fall. Um, not really a surprise, you know. You're winning when your guys are scoring, you're losing when you're not, but Worthy consideration, I think, because he's had a good couple of years. I don't know if he made it last year, uh, Brat, but I thought I thought it would have been interesting. I think Jack Hughes is definitely like deserving of a spot on the All Star Game roster. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no argument there. But uh, yeah, there's no argument there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Damn, I made a really good point. <laughs> Yeah, he uses uh, uses the guy. I, I love I love Jesper Bratt's game though. He's I, I don't think he made the the All Star team last year, but he probably should have last year and should be on it. Oh, Penguins just scored. No fucking way. The lead. Sorry, I got distracted. That's but okay. Yeah, if Bratt would have made the roster, I don't think I would have been that mad. You know, I wouldn't have said he shouldn't have deserved it because I don't think enough people talk about how much he does for that New Jersey team. But Jack Hughes is just you watch him with the puck, man. He's. Mm-hmm. he's just, Still He's got the C on his jersey too, right? Bro, that play was. Uh, like, he's yeah. the captain in New Jersey. Oh, okay, yeah, he's Hershier this year. Hershey Heisher. Yeah. yeah, I'm getting tongue tied. Dude, that was a <laughs> sick play by Malkin on that goal. He stole that fucking puck. I'm so glad Dunkel dropped Zucker and I picked him up, dude. Like, fuck yeah, easy points, easy Fuckers. fucking points. It's always, it's always nice to see Dunkel. Uh, Lose out on someone too. It's kind of funny. Uh, like me and Matt like dissected the one trade he like offered. Uh, my my friend from from college. And we're like we're just shitting on it. We're like, what is this? Like, what the fuck? Or the it was his friend actually, right? It yeah, it was his friend. Yeah, we were shitting. Yeah, and it's his friend's first year in the league, so like, it's a little sus. And and it's like. like Dunkel was, was yeah. planning it all along to like, just get players from this guy. Jake, he's uh, a serial uh, trade rapist. Yeah, yeah, that's what we call him. Uh, serial trade rapist. You gotta <laughs> cut down on collusion. Yeah, I mean that's it. Does feel like that, and yeah. like one of the reasons he's like, uh, I'd like I'm the commissioner, and I don't know if you listened enough, Jake, to know like what like our league is, but it's like a category based league, not like a points based league. So. I was just like looking through like stats, and one of the things you need is three goalie starts, or you forfeit all the goalie categories. And his friend didn't check uh, for like f- like two out of the first four weeks, and so he like lost a bunch of games. He's like, "Oh, I, I'm I want to I'm tanking now because I like I lost these games." I'm like, "Dude, you lost these games because you weren't even like adding players. Like, come on!" And you're supposed <laughs> I'm supposed to allow these. I made sure there was no collusion. None, none allowed. Can't have it. Just makes it less fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And 
we can move on, but yeah, it just it makes it less fun. Um, next next team here, Brock Nelson is or next player, Brock Nelson for the Islanders. First first career All Star game. I feel like you can make a, a case for anyone on the Islanders, for, or not anyone, but a couple of players on the Islanders. But I feel like Brock Nelson kind of deserves it. Almost point per game, and it's his first one. Like it's kind of fun to you know. Sometimes, you know, like not the Barzells or, uh, I, I can't even, uh, Sorokin actually. I, yeah, Sorokin. I could argue like, Sorokin should be in. Sorokin's had a hell of a year. I was honestly kind of shocked that he didn't make it. Let, let's jump to it because I think Brock Nelson is great. I'm glad he's in. Um, he's an American born player, so fuck yeah, we need some representation, but. Igor Shosturkin basically got in over Sorokin, and I'm like, like what the fuck? Because Sorokin was one of two goalies I had written down that should be in. Yeah. Is the other one Hellebuck? Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. And then I have Martin Jones as an honorable honorable mention, but we'll if get into want, that. We can do something crazy here. We can compare, but like Hellebuck, Sorokin. I'm gonna say Soros right now and Shosturkin. Um, let's let's start with the, the Metro, and we'll jump to the Central. We'll start with the goalies there. Igor, first All-Star game, kind of kind of surprising with how he played last year. His record, 18-6-5, 2-4-3, goals against, 9-1-7 save percentage. Not bad. And only one shutout, I believe. Oh, I didn't even write out right shutouts, so good call. Um, not bad stats for a starting goalie. I mean... Above average, I'd say, with the goals against records, pretty good. But you look at Ilya Kov- or sorry, Kovachuk almost said Ilya Sorokin. His record might be bad at fourteen, thirteen, and one, but a two, three, five uh, goals against and a nine, two, four are both just improvements on the other numbers. And I feel like it's almost more impressive. He's allowed less goals and has a higher save percentage in a roughly the same amount of games, but with losses. You know, so like. The other team is scoring more, definitely, on those 14 losses, where it's like 18 to 11 uh, for Sturkin. Just, just a little like I was like, well, okay, and like I guess they're picking goalies based off of record, and that's when I want to kind of pivot to the Soros uh, Hellebuck thing here. Um, Soros 13, 10, and five, a 276. And then on nine one five, so you're like, okay, that's not that bad. That's kind of like what Shosturkin, or sorry, uh, Sorokin was a little bit. But then you look at Halibut, who has has the record twenty nine and one, three shutouts, a two three uh, goals against, and a nine two eight. Like his his stats are closer to Sorokin or Sorokin, and he didn't even make it either. It's like, what the hell are your qualifications for goalies like? I think uh, with the Hellebuck snub, like Josh Morrissey, I think he's like second in the league in defenseman points. Mm-hmm. And you got to like give him some props as a defenseman if they're not going to include like the third and fifth leading scorer and Darlene and Adam Fox. <laughs> yeah, defenseman just so, got like, shafted. <laughs> like that's my reasoning for the Hellebuck snub. But like he has been one of the Jets best players. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that 64 game uh, save or whatever by Soros boosted his stock, but 
it's just like the logic doesn't really compute at all. And like, I'm sure we could say this for a lot of picks, just like pick the better players. It just doesn't make any sense. Was there anyone in Nashville that you guys thought should be in the all-star game besides UC Soros? Cause so yeah, let's, let's maybe like Philip Forsberg. That is, that is my pick as well. And I looked at Tarasenko. I'm like, kick that bum out, put Forsberg in for him or Seth Jones. Like, yeah. Like, Seth why Jones, is Seth Jones it? in over Max Domi? Like, Max Domi's having a career year for the Blackhawks. Like, future, future Penguin Max Domi. You think? Oh, yeah. out there now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would love to have Domi on our team. God, I hope so. Sorry to derail you there, Matt. No, yeah. you're good. But, like, Max Domi should be in over Seth Jones, basically. I mean, I agree. Seth Jones is, like, not... Not what I'd expect. It, like, they picked three defensemen for Central, so it's like, what What the hell is your qualifications? Like, why not add Miko Rantanen over, like, I know, like, Chicago, you have to pick the, the forward, but it's like, Miko Rantanen didn't make it for for the Central Division because of Kale McCarr. It's like, Rantanen has basically been carrying uh, Colorado while, uh, what's his face, been hurt, McKinnon. And it's just... This is frustrating. It really Rantanen is. has over a point per game, too. Mm-hmm. And, like, Kale McCarr is, like, fifth in defenseman points, and there's people above him that aren't even in. I could just yeah. go on all night. Yeah, and it's, like, it's weird. So, just just to recap, the, the roster is actually Soros, Josh Morrissey, Kale McCarr, Seth Jones, Tarasenko, and we have, like, issues with, like, literally – Almost all these players so far. It's like, damn. Um, moving on in the, in the central, they got Jason Robertson, who's obviously deserved and cooled down quite dramatically. With people were comparing him to McDavid's numbers in this first like a hundred games or some shit. I'm like, what are you doing here? Like, you're putting the, you're putting this dude on a pedestal that is not fair at all. And Jason Robertson's 23, and McDavid was like 18 when he was putting up those numbers, dude. Like. What a what a weird comparison to make, in my opinion. But nev- nevertheless, he does deserve it. I, I don't think we can argue that. From the stars, I think like Rupe Hints uh, is a good snob as well. Ugh. Like he should be in over any Blackhawk, honestly. Yeah, and it makes me upset that they had to include, you know, players from each team. Yeah, are you are you a fan of that McKinnon quote from last year where he like went off about the not went off that's an over exaggeration where but he talked he said the same thing where he was like I just don't get why there's you know a representative oh, from every team it, it makes no sense was that McKinnon that said that uh, yeah and you know I feel like for McKinnon he's like just so like ultra competitive mm. I don't know if, if Nate McKinnon's a fun person to be around. I don't know if I would ask him about something like the all-star competition, but I feel like he speaks for how a lot of players feel. And he's close to Sid. So I, I mean, he's definitely in Sid's talking circle. So I wouldn't be surprised. They share an opinion. They, they definitely at least hear what the other one has to say. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, and it's like, yeah, it's for the fans, but like, I think if you're really thinking about for the fans, you put the best talent out there for sure. But yeah, it's just a cool way for guys to get, you know, like 
who knows if Rasmus Dahlin, he's a great player, but like, what if, you know, just to use him as an example, what if he like just doesn't do anything the rest of the season? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it would be cool if he gets in there, gets recognized for whatever his achievements are for the first half of the season. And then, you know, that's the only time these players get highlighted. Cause if you're playing really well, oh, Penguins have scored again. Um, Holy shit. If, if they're playing really well at the end of the season, you know, you're going in the postseason, you have your own reward there, but I would much rather just see whoever is playing the best at the halfway season mark in the all-star game than trying to find who is the best player from every team in the league. Yeah. And I feel like it almost simplifies it for the league. If they do that too, like, Oh, best player for each team. Yeah. Yeah. Really fair point. It's like, okay, we don't really have to like split hairs here. You're the best. You have the most points or your name is Kevin Hayes. And, we like you better, so fuck it. I think it would be, like, cool for teams, like, that are doing well at the time to have, like, multiple players selected, too, because yeah. then it just brings that extra boost to that franchise. Like, for example, the Jets, like, Kyle Connor, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Connor Hellebuck all aren't in the All-Star game, and they're having, like, really good seasons. And I think, like having multiple people from each team or multiple people from the same team could also be as beneficial as having everyone from every team. Mm-hmm. And Jacob brought up something about like, uh, where, how do I want to go about this? Uh, like certain players, you know, certain part of the year, they might start killing it and then they like trail off a little bit. It's like, what happens if someone gets injured and it's like that season is kind of like a, a wash for them? It's like, it, I feel like it's good to just honor these guys when they are playing well. Like, life is fleeting. Who who gives a shit about making everyone happy in the NHL world? Like, it's okay to be tough and, you know, cry a little bit when your favorite player doesn't make it. It's okay. <laughs> it, it, it's actually almost better for ratings. Like, hey, there's more discussion maybe around it. Like, no, this guy's the best player. Because as of now, it's not the best on best talent, and that's just stupid. Um, moving on, though, uh, the, the remainder of the Central is uh, Clayton Keller. 36 games played, 14 goals, 22 assists. Kind of in that, like, make-a-wish category almost, I'd say. Um, Kaprizov, though, 37 games played, 22 goals, 25 assists. Legit superstar, I think. Drafted him in the first round of the Fantasy Hockey League for a reason. Um, I, I love the dude. Kirill the Thrill. He's I like great. watching him play. He is a fun guy to watch. He's not even he's not huge by any means. No. You, you, you can never, you know, there, there's not a lot of reasons why I'd want to watch the Minnesota Wild play. <laughs> but watching Kirill play is plenty of reason. Plenty yeah. of reason you don't want to watch like 38 year old flurry limp out onto the ice anymore. Like, I mean, honestly, that's more of a draw than, you know, back a couple years ago, watching like Nico Koivu. Yeah. Just like just grinding team, you know, they were borderline unwatchable and they'd win like 41 games a year and sneak into the playoffs. So I, I, I'd much rather watch the high tempo offense of Kaprizov. Yeah. Zuccarello is a good fit with him. When he's on the ice, it's, electric every single time yep i remember one i forget i forget what game it was it was early in the season like because I, I was like watching him like i'm like watching him close because i draft him I'm like all right might as well it might have been the third game of the season i saw him just like 
go around the net with the puck and OT and just deposit. I was like, oh my god, like just embarrassed a bunch of people. And the other day he he actually put a puck between his legs and shot it, and it went off like the corner bar, and it was like this close from being a, a sick snipe between the legs, like through defenseman. I was like, oh my god. I actually posted it on the on the socials, which I forgot to shout out, but I'll do that at the end, I guess. Whatever. Um, but that wraps up the, the central there. Um, I'm, I figure at the end we can maybe like pick who we think will win these skilled things. I I know they don't really matter, but maybe it'll be interesting. Uh, I'm interested on on your guys' takes actually. Um, moving on, last division, worst division in my opinion, um, the Pacific. Uh, we'll start it off with the boys in Seattle there, the crackheads. Uh, Matty Bernier uh, made it first first All-Star game, 20 years old, 36 games played, 12 goals, 15 assists. Eesh, stats, but, like, pretty dope story. Ryan, you, like, mentioned it earlier. Like, first, first draft pick by the, the Kraken. Kind of a cool story to, you know, just get this guy in get some exposure for the newest uh, expansion team. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it, it, it's one of those, everyone has to have a player and the Kraken have a really good team this year. So if, if him as a representative, I'm cool with that, but yeah, no, I, I think it's cool to set uh, for your first ever draft pick in uh, franchise history to make the all-star game. It's pretty sweet. It's a good story. And it's, it's one of those times where I think that actually does help the league or promote the league in a good way. Um, it's not like Burkowski's not doing bad. Uh, Veneers is not doing bad. Eberle's doing pretty good. Just off the top of my head. They, Martin Jones is 19 and five this year, actually. Yeah. And he's on my fantasy team. No big deal. His Jared, Jared McCann is 19 man. goals. Yeah. They, they're all the reason the crack oh, yeah. is pretty decent is because everyone's just playing good. Like there's not, no one's like really standing out by themselves because everyone's kind of just playing like in a consistent level. I mean, their December was great. They they were they they had a, they had a good last month or so. Admittedly, I've been down on them like in general just because of Dave Hextall was their coach and he coached the Flyers one year and they were like the worst team in the league. So I really thought he was actually gonna fuck up the Kraken, but it seems like this team actually responds to whatever his coaching is and players are playing well for him. I mean, like like I said, Eberle's having like a. 30 point season in like 40 games or something like that for a guy that's 32 years old. And like, I don't know if he's ever been like an 80 point getter, but he's close to it at this point. Not exactly there, but close to it. And I mean, Matt, do you remember trading good old Maddie at the beginning of the year? Yeah, I do. It was for Tory Krug. Who's hurt. My stats for Bernier are, are definitely off. Um, he actually has 15 goals, 17 assists. I don't know how I fucked that up. Huh. 32 points, though. That's that's not bad. He's leading the league in rookie scoring, too. So Calder. it's always he's good to vote a Calder. rookie in. Winner, for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he saw... I, I mean, I, I really like that Seattle went for a I, it seems like a much more you know this is already their second season just like a more patient less flashy approach than the the golden knights went with their entrance into the league and i feel like they're just letting their guys sort of develop like they send shane right back to 
to juniors to let them just keep playing, getting more ice time. They let Beniers play at Michigan last year and then they let him get his footing. And now, you know, he's going to keep growing. Like he's going to finish probably somewhere like 65, 70 points this season. And he can probably keep growing into a point per game player. So, I mean, they're going to just keep getting better. I think it's pretty, pretty exciting times in Seattle for the crackheads, as you said, Dave. Yeah. That's, that's a Ryan, Ryanism, honestly. Well, thank you, Ryan. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a proud crackhead, so I have to. <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, I do like how Seattle took the longer-term approach, though. And they're kind of ahead of schedule, even for taking the long approach. Like that, I feel yeah, like they, they are for me. A lot I, of people were expecting that, like, they were going to be have flashes in the pan, maybe like near the end of the year, being like uh, they go on a run. But they're kind of like a good team. I mean, the West isn't great, but like they're probably going to be a playoff team. Which a lot of people did not expect at all. A lot of people thought there might be like the last team in, if anything. I was gonna say I think they might have been my last team in kind of thing in the beginning because I picked them because I'm like, you know what, they'll be my West team now. I liked Vegas and then Vegas did all of their players dirty and I'm like, you know what, fuck them. Like, I, I'm more pro players than I am pro fucking Sin City like franchise team. Like they need more money in Vegas. Like fuck that. Treat your players with respect, man. That's what the batting apps are for, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not sponsored. Not sponsored there. <laughs> yeah. That's why I said it in general terms. Yeah. Um, real, really good, vague approach there. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on here to uh, – I got Kevin Fiala for the Kings. First All-Star game, 10 goals, 29 assists. Not bad. Um I don't. I, I feel like that has to be wrong. His stats because I. I look. He wrong. has uh, 15 goals, 31 assists. Where the fuck did I, I get these stats? <laughs> 15, 31. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just checked like before we went on air, and updated from like the games Three last points. night. Yeah, like that's well deserving. And the Kings that. are in a playoff spot too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. They are. I mean, that's that's pretty damn good. I mean. Better than any other one, anyone else on their team, then, just judging off that. They're I think he deserves to be in as a king. For sure. For sure. I think Dowdy's maybe the only other guy who you give consideration to because he just plays 26 minutes a night or whatever he's still playing. Yeah. yeah. It's just incredible. But, yeah, Fiala's really – they gave up, you know, what, a first-round pick and then some to get him from. So, yeah, I, I mean, think, he's worth the returns early. I think that was just his signing rights, too, and it was from – he was restricted, yeah. Yeah, I think Minnesota. It was from Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota, yeah. I was going to say Predators. I don't know why. They drafted him. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and he, he makes a lot of money, 7.8. That's quite a bit of money. I didn't realize he made that much money. Um, yeah, the Kings, they, they might be – I mean, the West definitely is less imposing than the East, but they have a couple of teams, you know, like a Seattle or like Los Angeles where it's like – you just don't know what you're going to get in a seven-game series from them. They might get swept, but they might come out and just be a team that you can't beat four times. Who knows? Yeah. One of my criticisms of the Kings is that they are so inconsistent. Like, there's games where they are clicking so hard, like, so well. And, like, it's like last night they beat the Oilers, like, 6-2 or 6-3. And it's like, how do you click that well? But then there's games where they, like, they played the Pens. And that, this is early on. The Pens won like eight to two or something. It's like, how are you this inconsistent? And I know they have that goalie issue with like 
uh, I can't remember his name. He got sent down. Uh, Cal Cal Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, Cal Peterson. Yeah. And Quick's still still kicking there, but he is not not as good. I don't think they're either of their goalies, the Phoenix Copley guy, whatever. I don't think they're top thirty two goaltenders in the league. I think they're probably within like the mid thirties, like late or late thirties range there. So hard team to predict. I'm glad happy for Fiala though. Oh man, what's going on in the Pens game? Sid looks pissed. I, don't know. I saw Dumoulin back out there, though, so whatever happened earlier, it looks like it wasn't too serious. That's good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would never wish an injury upon any Yeah, I like, he's, he's having the worst season of his career, but would never actually wish any sort of harm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has he, he gotten any points since the injury? No. J- just, I guess just some points for the heart he's showing going back out there okay yeah there you go <laughs> yeah yeah leave it on the ice he's a true penguin <laughs> yeah a true penguin uh, uh moving on here my next guy nauseam Kadri. i don't trust my stats but because they look bad uh 16 goals 15 assists in 41 games yeah i think he's a one of those every Make team wish. needs a representative guy i like calling it the make-a-wish player because it's really what we're doing at this point. Like, oh, you're here, little kid. You can make it to the All-Star game. Here's your ticket. But, like, I think yes. uh, Lindholm easily deserves it over him. Um, we haven't mentioned any sub-outs yet. I, I, th- th- this guy could be subbed out I, for Leon Dreisaitl, like, number two point getter in the league, uh, 62 points. Not on our all-star game roster. Got to wonder. Yeah. Fan vote. Yeah, I mean, honestly, if, you're, if there is a last man in, he is the most deserving out of anyone in the NHL, and I will gladly yeah, just go on record saying that. Like, he, on any other team, he's their best player, but they have good old McDavid here. Uh, yeah, have- I mean. They have four players that are above a point per game in Edmonton right now, too. Hyman would be my other guess. Nugent Hopkins as well. Nuge. Uh, yeah, the Nuge. Yeah. Weird weird embarrassment of riches that just, like, falls off super hard there. Like, they are so skilled. And then, like, you look down the roster, you're like, no, they're not. Yeah, I'm another team that's just inconsistent. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, it was two inconsistent teams going at each other last night. I'm like, okay, it's it's three to two right now. I was looking at the game. I'm like, I wonder who's going to win. I'm like, I'm going to go to bed, wake up and check. I wake up, I'm like, six to two. Really, Oilers, you you did it again. You, you embarrassed yourselves again. <laughs> um, But yeah, Connor McDavid, who is an all-star, 25 years old, already in his sixth all-star game. That means he made it every year besides his rookie year then, right? Because he was injured his rookie year. Mm-hmm. So, come on. Like, if anyone doesn't have to make it, I mean, I guess he is the, the face of the NHL. But, like, come on. Like, give me a break. Give the dude a break. I'm sure he doesn't want to just skate around the ice and faster than everyone every year. Like, <laughs> yeah. He's, He's like, oh, damn, here. I got to prove it again. I saw a video of him and Tyson Berry in practice, and he 
burned him. Like, it wasn't even fucking close. Like, he was, like, at the... I, I don't even know where they were racing to, but it was bad. I'm like, I, it looks like me out there, honestly. Like, skate. <laughs> um, but, yeah, McDavid, 39 games played. Might be 40 at this point. I should probably check. 33 goals, 40 assists. Um, he's he's up a little bit more. He has 77 points as of today. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. So I mean, oh my, he, he deserves to be there. Yeah, I mean, without a doubt, I mean, pretty good. Best, best in the best league for offensive sure. Offensive player in the league, I'd say for sure. Yeah. Uh, if if you are gonna put a name to, yeah, he is the best player in the league. Like, oh, for sure. You can't. You can't. I mean, it's it's nice that Sid can be compared to like the next one kind of guy because you know he is Sid is that good. Uh, but I, I think that just shows how good McDavid is too. You know, like that's not a light comparison. You you only make that in sincerity and like the one year like where uh, Claude Giroux was being compared to Sid, I was like, this is a fucking joke. Like it's not even close. Like come on, buddy. Yeah, that was a force. McDavid, though, in, in 10 years when we're talking about how he's, you know, in his 16th straight All-Star game, because <laughs> he's still scoring and he's in his age. Like, he's he's going to be right there. You know, it's it's going to be fun. You know, the, the sad thing for Sid and Ovechkin is by the time they're done playing in a couple years and they finish on the all-time scoring list, they'll have, like, you know, seven, eight years to enjoy it, and then McDavid will pass all of them. So Yeah. Yeah. I He's incredible. I with McDavid, I wonder with how he plays with such speed and like skating ability, I wonder when that actually starts to deteriorate and actually like affect his totals. Cause Sid, on the other hand, wasn't like he was like McDavid, right? But he changed gears. He worked on stuff in the offseason. And I obviously don't know McDavid as a person or his work ethic as nearly as much as Sid. But I, I just wonder like what is his his trajectory because you figure players definitely fall off but they fall off for various reasons and losing your wheels is one of the like worst reasons or like i feel like the more one of the leading causes of you like falling off and i just wonder where mcdavid will last i do think he will end up scoring just based off you know projections now more than sid but like I don't know, I don't want to say an injury or something, but like, who knows what happens really, right? Like, yeah, I, I think the interesting thing for him is if he's gonna like, you know, the the biggest knock or knock on him is that you know he hasn't gotten past the Western Conference final, and I think mm-hmm. part of that is because he hasn't quite figured out how to be as good defensively as he is dominant in the offensive zone. So I mean, there's no doubt he works as hard as Sidney Crosby and if he figures out how to just kind of fine tune that game like that and make those adjustments that he needs to, then he can, you know, he'll play until he's 40 if he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not, he's not, he won't be the fastest player in the world until he's 40. That's for sure. So yeah. got, he's, eventually he'll have to adjust. He's going to be faster than everyone for at least five more years. Yeah. He, barring least. something crazy, right? Yeah. Right. Right. And I think it'll be interesting. I, I would like to see McDavid win a cup, but, I don't know if it's an Edmonton, honestly. We're just gonna talk about Edmonton for a little bit. Like their their management's awful. Their their cap is pretty pretty awful as well. Jack Campbell is looking like a terrible signing right now. I'll Ooh. give him 
a few more years. He has like four or five more years on that contract. Like, how long till you just bite the bullet there? And how much time are you willing to waste McDavid's in Dreisaitl's career? Pretty sure it's like five years left for McDavid, three for Dreisaitl on their contract. So if you're going to do something, you got to do it soon. Yeah, I wonder when the all-in point is for them. I feel like it's got to be in the next, you know, two or three years because they just they they won't be able to keep both. Unfortunately. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is in a crazy world, if I was just to you know play devil's advocate, like obviously you keep McDavid, right? You trade Drysital. Like, what what are you looking for back on this team? Like, just forward depth, defensive depth. Like, they could improve everywhere. And it's, it's almost challenging, I feel like, if you don't have draft picks to, like, kind of fill your ranks and you're constantly spending for that, like, win that you don't get. And it's just, like, they're in a weird limbo, I feel like. It, it's, like, middle limbo, and you can't get those prospects like McDavid. Like, it, it's yeah. tough. I think you put the nail on the head. Like, McDavid's clearly good enough that he can get your team. 45 to 50 wins get you into the playoffs and you can't restock the prospect cupboard, so to speak. But then you look at their team right now, like they have a pretty leaky bottom six, third and fourth line. Mm-hmm. You know, Darnell Nurse is a good hockey player, but they pay him like eight and a half million dollars and he's not a number one defenseman. Tyson Berry's a solid power play guy and that's about it. So like, you know, I, I don't really see where the Stanley Cup team is on paper and watching them play. But, I mean, you know, I, I don't watch them as much as I watch the Penguins or anything, that's for sure. But, yeah, yeah, I, they need – they clearly need I, – I honestly think the Oilers and Penguins might be able to – I really like, even though he's having a really shitty season, is is Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah. He's, he could be someone who, in the right scenario, can play a lot better than he is this season. But that's a whole other, whole other thought train. But, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know when they're going to figure it out, but – I do know that McDavid's way too good to waste his whole career not winning a Stanley Cup. And I do think that the trigger or like the window for making a trade is, wow, you know, Dreisaitl is as good as he is because he's 27. He had an ankle injury in the playoffs last year, I remember, and he was still putting up crazy points. Like, they willed them to the Western Final. And, like, yeah, like, Pugliarvi is one of those guys that kind of underachieved in their system. And maybe it's just a product of just – being expected to like perform with really good players. I, I don't know. Like maybe there's so, some sort of anxiety there that makes him play worse. Um, I'm, I'm not really sure. I know like just off the top of my head, they lost to Vander Kane this, this season. So that sucks. Um, that Oscar Clefbaum guy, I don't know if he's going to play another like minute of hockey. I think he might be retiring due to some concussion stuff. And, that's another huge, huge hole in their team is defense, like we said. Um, it sucks for the Oilers, uh, but fuck them. Pens are better than them. I'm glad <laughs> McDavid won't win any cups because then he won't be considered an all-time great like Sidney Crosby. So, hey, Pens win it. In, in, yeah, yeah, I got to yeah. relocate downstairs. Give me a second here. Yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll move on to uh, someone that the Pens are playing right now, uh, Elias Pettersson. Um, I think, I think he's a deserving player. I'm scared to read their stats. So I'm so afraid that I've been naming, like just listing incorrect stats the entire time at this point. So 
Hopefully I haven't, but whatever. Um, Pedersen, 35 games played, 17 goals, 27 assists. Does that sound right? 17 goals, 29 assists as of yesterday. today. See, I wrote this a week ago, and that was my fucking dumb problem. I did it when the rosters came out. So, all of my – I guess that's fair. This is – these my stats are when the rosters were released. So, uh, anyways, um, Pedersen – Solid player. Had some head injuries last year. I'm glad he's back. Um, I feel like Vancouver's an, or sorry, yeah, Vancouver is another one of those teams where I could just go on for like underperforming, lack of effort, just team that uh, is underachieved, and their ownership is just not willing to blow it up for some reason. Ticket sales. I mean, their Canadian market maybe. I know that's how the teams make a lot of their money, but dear God. They just they blew like a two goal lead against the Pens or three goal lead against the Pens and it's like five three now. Like look at looking at them, they look awful. Like they don't look like a great team. Um, I saw like some like reels on Instagram of uh, I think it was uh, J T Miller just giving up on defense a few times, and I was just like I'm just laughing. I'm like just move the guy, like trade him already. Like he's he's a problem. He doesn't want to be there. I, I don't blame him, honestly. Blame like, him at all. What what was that stat with like how many five goal leads they blew or something this year? Like absolutely ridiculous. Like pathetic in in a way I'd say. Yeah, Vancouver is not very good and the only guy I'd put in over Patterson is Bo Horvat when it comes yeah. to the all star game. I just think he's a solid player, wins faceoffs. Knows how to play the he's game. He's their captain, right? Yeah. yeah. 29 goals this year, too. He's yeah. Gonna, yeah, he's yeah, scoring he a lot. For, 44 I, I points. Like, I feel like I would put Horvat in over uh, Patterson, but maybe there's a I, – I, maybe I value goal scoring a little bit more than whoever voted it in. Um, I, I want goal scorers in the All-Star game specifically, too. Like, I'd rather see someone who has 30 goals and then – Someone who's just, you know, setting other guys up. Pedersen's got great hands, but, yeah, I, I think Horvat's having a hell of a year. In a contract year, too, no less. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I feel like he's going to probably price himself out of Vancouver if they don't ship him before the deadline. But I really hope Vancouver sells. Like, I want I want a free agent or, like, trading frenzy this, this season. Like, I feel like we've been very deprived of trades in the last uh, – few years here so i really want something crazy something fun something to make me actually tune in on like tsn sports center or whatever and their trade tracking because last year was pathetic like it was i was like i'm like really there's like nothing like it was like like louis erickson being traded for like a bag of pox was like the most interesting (laughs) i was like okay whatever um but moving on from uh pedersen vancouver I had this guy as my replacement guy, uh, Troy Terry, second All-Star game, 39 games played. Matt, you might want to correct me on today's stats, but 12 goals, 20 assists, kind of on a shitty, shitty line team. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting that team to perform well, but they definitely aren't. They are definitely proving those people right, at least. Um, I feel like... No duck deserves to be in this all-star game this year, but 
Troy Terry is a hell of a player. He uh, he comes up clutch and a lot of wins for the Ducks. I have him on my fantasy team. And when they're winning games, he's usually putting up one or two points. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm surprised they didn't use like Zegers as like a cra- a, a crowd gab- grab or like just like a. I feel like he's one of the more marketable guys because he did a cool goal that one time. Um, I'm not even sure what uh, his stats are now. That I say that, but like, I think he's second on the team if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think Terry's their leading scorer. I, I also wouldn't be surprised if Zegers like pops up during the skills competition night, like just because. They like having them around, so who knows? Yeah, agree with Matt though. Shouldn't there should be no Anaheim Duck representative on the All Star team? Maybe that's what they need to do. It's like, hey, if your team's under five hundred, you can like fuck off. Like, <laughs> you're not making it this year, pal. Sorry. Hey, better luck next year. Happy. Like, <laughs> sorry. How long ago um, did they start doing the someone from each team? Is it when they reformatted the whole game, or is it just recently, like since then, even? I want to uh, say a good. I'd say like five years at least. I want to say six years game. ago, around that time. It, it, when they added like, the divisions and stuff, they started doing that. Pretty sure, yeah. I I know it was before Vegas, so that puts it like what five to six years back. It's just maybe 2014 around that. It's just. I've complained about it, I think, every single year since then, though, so. It's it just sucks. It's, it seems really dumb. I, they do it in baseball. It makes sense because you have, like, a million relievers and stuff. Yes. Like but when for hockey, if you're only going to take that many, uh, how many players per roster, like, One, nine-ish? Yeah, there's nine on each team right now, or eight on each team. Yeah, right so at that point, there's no, there's no point to do that. For baseball, yeah. it makes sense because you have a, lot, a bunch of roster spots you can fill, but. Yeah, stupid. I just haven't been paying attention to the NHL All-Star game in years, so that just shows why, how I didn't know that. <laughs> this is the first year I've actually like looked at the rosters and went through it and like, okay, yeah, this guy, maybe not. This guy, yeah. Because it's just not very interesting. Like, um, yeah. I mean, I'll save my judgment on like at the end here, but then the NHL needs to freshen it up for sure. Um, we'll get through the last two guys here, and we can maybe open it up to uh, – you know, general stuff, and then the Penguins. Uh, Jake, I don't know if you had anything you want to discuss explicitly, but we'll we'll get to that too. Um, last two guys I got: Eric Carlson, seventh All-Star game, 29 or sorry, 39 uh, games played, 13 goals, 40 assists at the time of this election. Worth it. Best player on uh, on the Sharks. Kind of hope he gets traded, but I don't think he will. Um. I feel like this guy is just one of those people I like to root for as well in the league. Um, always been a good offensive guy. Kind of had a shitty luck with like Matt Cook cutting his uh, as Achilles, Achilles or whatever. Um, that was an interesting time of Ottawa's career. Yeah, Ottawa. But definitely like this guy. I think he deserves any sort of, you know, award or whatever that they can give him. He's killing it this year. I mean, he's probably going to win another Norris, and I think he's, you know, by far the best player in San Jose. Mm-hmm. He's, they're probably another one of those teams where you don't really think you have a, a great representative outside of him anyways in terms of production this year. They're not a great team. So, yeah, I mean, give give Carlson all the accolades we can. The dude's just 
just a great player, future mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. Yeah, one hundred percent. I would. I would. Play I agree. One hundred percent. Oh yeah, Matt. Yeah. What about Logan Thompson, Matt? He's also a rookie, first year in the uh, All Star game here. Eighteen yeah. nine and one two six or two point six one nine one five save. I, I mean, Vegas. Vegas is an interesting team. Eichel was hurt, so I feel like that hurt his chances. And obviously, you think about the goalies in that division, they all suck. <laughs> so, like, Logan Thompson is really the only good goalie True. in the Pacific Division. Yeah. Like, you think about Seattle, it's like, okay, they kind of use a split goalie, Martin Jones and Grubauer, but not, you know, all-star. Uh, Kings talked about that already. Calgary, Markstrom sucking. Edmonton talked about already. Vancouver, that's well known how bad their goalies are. Anaheim, same thing. San Jose, same thing. It's like, okay, well, by, <coughs> there you go. By default, you make it. Uh, but I think he's, he deserves it. Like, he's as good as these other goalies are on, on this page. So they didn't pick the best goalies in the league for whatever reason this year. So. I guess it's a good year to be a, an average or above average goalie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I said, the games were are going to be in Miami this year. Um, I saw, I don't think it was a leak, but it was a maybe a concept of like my Miami Vice uniforms. And I'm like, ooh, that'd be pretty sweet to see, uh, you know, some players on the ice wearing like blue, pink, unusual hockey colors, you know. And, I mean, it represents the city pretty well. I just hope they don't go, like, that stupid gray and neon and looks like a 13-year-old designed it. It's like, what are you doing here? They did that. I attended an all-star game when it was in Columbus, and those jerseys were hideous. I just remember that. Awful. Like, I I remember the old, like, red, blue, east-west, and it's like, oh, those are sick compared to, like, neon throw-up. Like what the hell? Yeah, I remember like the the ones I would when I would watch like the VHS tapes of like Penguins recap, like <laughs> Penguins season recaps when I was younger. They would show like the All Star games, like the Wales Conference jerseys, like when Lemieux and Yager were playing and stuff like that. Like those, like they're almost like copper poop brown at times. Like they, <laughs> they were they were not the best designs, but they looked real cool on the players. So I, I wouldn't hate seeing something like reverse retro or some throwback something. You know, Miami Vice will be real cool if it isn't, you know, I guess, like, distracting in, in the neon sort of way. But, yeah, yeah I, I just want to see something different. Like, you know, you're, you're trying to make the All-Star game more marketable, more entertaining. Like, you know, we're all pretty pretty strong fans of the game here, and we're all lukewarm at best on yeah. the All-Star game. So if, if your devoted fans aren't even that into it, you know, you got to find new ways to keep it fresh and make it a little bit more entertaining. So maybe jerseys is the way they can do that. Uh, I, I mean, for for the whole All-Star thing, it's like the NFL did away with the All-Star game because they knew fans hated it. And I don't really know any fans at all that are like, yeah, the All-Star, I, I can't wait to watch the best player from each team play each other. Uh, it's not even the best players. Uh it's just like uh, I don't know. Like they need, they definitely need to do something with it. Um, but like I was saying before, February third and February fourth, 
Um, there's five five games or skill challenges, I guess they're calling it. Um, I guess if you guys want to just like I discuss whatever. Um, I'll, the first one is the fastest skater. Um, obviously, I think we'd all say McDavid, but who do you guys think yeah. is in that like that group here there? Um, like that would compete. I I want to say maybe uh, Kaprizov. I don't I don't know how fast he is, but I'd say. Dylan Larkin's probably in there as well. Um, Those all seem like safe bets, but I don't think anyone's taking McDavid down this year. No, and I'm assuming one person from each division or at least something like that. And from the Metro, maybe Jack Hughes. Hughes. Yeah, I was yeah, thinking Hughes. Hughes. Youngest guy. Probably has some, I mean, he has wheels. I've seen him skate. So be interesting. I Once again, I think it's Connor McDavid's like race to lose maybe he doesn't even do it this year maybe he's like eh, i win it every time what's the freaking point <laughs> that is the point <laughs> we do this for you um but yeah um next one is the save streak which i think is one of the like stupidest ones because I, I i don't even know how like what this is honestly because i didn't watch last year's game i'm like what do they do just like shoot a puck at his chest for like 30 shots and call it a save streak? Or is it a shootout? Because then it's just a breakaway challenge. Yeah, I don't even know. All right, let's, I'm going to look it up. Because that's what it is called. I really have no idea. I was like, I was hoping someone would know. All right. No. <laughs> no, because it's like, it's just dumb. Like, there's better ways of testing a goalie than... Okay, it looks like... Right now, it looks like a breakaway thing is really what it is. They get, like, ten shots, and then, uh, yeah, it's literally that. They you should, get, like, uh, ten shots, and you get the best save percentage or something. They should, for the games, they should reverse it. They should make the goalies do, like, stick handling stuff. <laughs> and make the <laughs> See? That'd be sweet. Dude, that's yeah, fucking hilarious. Like, shootout like that. Make that a game. That makes way more sense. Yeah, uh, but like, the Kachuk brothers and that. Yeah, that I think that'd be more entertaining. I'd watch that over whatever they have out there. What's funny is I see Jack Campbell uh, in the All Star game last year. <laughs> Whoa, talk about weird. Um, anyways, but yeah, like Safe Streak. I I don't. I feel like out of all these guys, Allmark would probably be my bet. Um, obviously, best save percentage, playing the best game right now. Uh, anyone care to? Oppose him, like I—I I guess I'd go Shesterkin just because he's, I guess the the top guy in the league still based off the hardware. But mm-hmm. yeah, who who knows? Yeah, Allmark's probably going in there feeling himself. So let's—he can't be a bad choice there. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I think both right. those guys sound like good bets. Yeah, I mean. I don't know if like they take it super serious, but whatever. Maybe uh, Sorokin if he gets in. Yeah, I, I doubt it. Sadly, kind of dumb. Uh, wasn't the All Star game in Miami last year too? I'm trying to remember that. Was it like, Vegas last year? I thought it was in Vegas. Vegas, okay, okay. I thought it was in Miami. I don't know why. I know. Uh, you know what? When I was going to college in Florida, it was in there, or it was out there one year. That's what I was thinking of. I don't know why I thought back to that, but 
Um, moving on here, hardest shot. Um, I'll give you guys a moment to to gather your your person here. Typically, it's a defenseman, um, but Ovi is Ovi. Dude, did we talk about Ovi at all? Or Shvechnikov? I don't even think we did. I think we missed them, but... You know what? Good. Fuck them both. Fuck <laughs> the Capitals. Fuck Carolina. I'm not talking about them. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, Ovi might win the hardest shot, if I have to guess, honestly. My pick would be, like, Tarasenko. I was throwing, throwing Josh Morrissey in there, maybe? You know? Oh, Morrissey's a great sneaky pick. I feel like he's got a cannon. Yeah, I feel like he's a big dude, and he has to have a shot. The other person I'd throw out there is Carl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Tate Thompson might be – he might be able to slam it. He's a big guy. Just uh, put that big-ass body into that shot. I, I figured one of the big guys uh, would do it. I, I feel like Josh Morrissey is I, – I don't know about, like, his uh, shooting prowess, but he just seems like he would have a good shot. You know what? Yeah. Fuck Ovi. I'm changing my vote to Josh Morrissey. You heard it here first. Uh, moving on here. The opposite of the save streak, the sh- the breakout challenge, which I assume is just score. <laughs> I don't know if it's like do that bullshit they did that one year where like Ovi and Malkin did something together. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, Seems I, yeah, I'm I'm not sure on these uh, skill challenges, Dave. Honestly. And isn't that sad? Like, Jacob said, like, like, we're diehard fans, lifelong fans of the NHL, and they can't put together something interesting to, like, entertain us. Right yeah. now, I'm looking at it. The breakaway challenge is, like, the dunk contest for the NHL. So consider it that, Ryan, for your <laughs> for your stake. I, I'm looking at this, and Trevor Zegers is wearing an average Joe's uh, – like they didn't outfit. threw the dog balls at him last year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. From, I remember seeing highlights from that last year. Yeah. So <laughs> the breakaway challenge is creative, I guess. Um, <laughs> Kane Jack used for that then for sure. Yeah. Give it to young kid. I I was gonna say Jack I, Hughes, I yeah. think the best I think the best option here is someone young, someone in their first year, because I bet those older guys aren't gonna do it. I bet it's gonna be like how Zegers did it last year. It's just gonna be bunch of young guys, first timers, just trying to yeah. like just be goofy. Get their name. Maddie, Maddie Berniers. I could see Ovi coming out and doing something goofy too, though. Ovi There's one, the singular Ovi. old guy out there. Hey, Sid's out there. Well, Sid's like there. the only old guy that'll like do something yeah. funny. Sid doesn't have personality. He's a robot. We that's why. But yeah, I think I think my choice would be Maddie and maybe even Fiala. I feel like he might have something to him. Uh, if if it's in um, Florida, I'd, I'd have to throw to Chuck in there too. So he is the I guess reigning player from Florida. And it wasn't that a thing at one at one All Star game or something. They like purposely picked more people from like I think it was like St. Louis or something. I don't really remember. I, I, but that's just sad. It's like all the All Star games are such dumb shit. Really, like beating dead horse here. Um, last last category here is the accuracy um, challenge, which I I did watch that one. It's hit a target um, in the net. 
I think Tage Thompson would be my choice, honestly. And I know that that might be a maybe an oversell on him, but I feel like he's gonna try. I feel like one of, it's like one of those things that we were saying, like the first time you're in the All Star game, you know, you're gonna give a little bit more effort than the dude that's just like, okay, like I'm just here because I don't want to get suspended a game or whatever, you know. So yeah, I, I can see. I could see uh, this one being more of the old heads. I old heads, yeah. And Ovechkin going out there, going head to head against it. You know, like where the young guys are doing all the dumb shit on the breakaway stuff. <laughs> <laughs> the old guys are just like, all right, I'm just going to stand here and just hit these targets real quick and do my due diligence and go back to the bench. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel you. I, I like that take, there. Ryan. Um, last but not least, though, if. Uh, is the game. I mean, I on paper, I said Atlantic, but I kind of just wanted to start at the Atlantic because it was at the top of my paper. Um, I might say the Metro is the best uh, based off of like, I mean, maybe not. That's tough. They both have anchors on their, their roster, which I, I like Kevin Hayes and Suzuki, but maybe Atlantic is actually my pick. I think Suzuki might actually try. He seems like he would. I I think I'm going Atlantic, like, honestly. I think that's a good bet with Kucherov, Marner, Tage, Thompson, and the Kachucks. And Olmark, who's only lost one game, like, hell, he's going to win, like, three in this tournament. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think they count, right? Or two, uh, however many they play. Yeah, they play. They'll play one other division and then play the championship. Basically, uh, I, I'm assuming they don't really announce all the details for stuff. You probably hear my dogs freaking out right now. <laughs> Good. We're a dog friendly podcast. Yeah, we are. I, I bet that's Kai coming home from what is that dance? Probably. Um. But that that's the the gist of it for the All Star game, really. Um, I think I'll take the Metro on that, just because Sid and Sid and Ovi are gonna team up and wreak havoc. Yeah, I I want to go with the Metro too, but I I feel like the Atlantic they're just gonna try harder, they're and that's good. gonna be our downfall. Ovi and Sid are not gonna skate two hundred feet for that puck, but the young guys on the other teams will. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, this game doesn't even count. And, like, I know Sid's a competitor, but come on. Don't get injured. Don't do anything stupid. That's all I hope for. Um, but, yeah, that is that is the gist of the All-Stars. Overall, I feel like I'm actually going to watch this one more so than I have in other years. Um, just based off of, you know, general interest here in the pod, talking gives me something to, like, oh, yeah, I said this. Did this happen, you know? But other than that, I don't really yeah. have a horse. I watch Sid do anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I, I do want to see him set up some other guys. Like, it's it's always fun watching these guys who are, you know, rivals for three, four, five matchups a season in the regular season play on the same team for a little bit. So, yeah, you know, I, I love to see that. Or, you know, watching like some, you know, Kadri and, uh, I don't know, like McDavid yeah. and the Battle of Alberta line going or something like that. It's cool to see that stuff. So, I, you know, I'll, I'll tune in and see. But, yeah, as we've talked about so many times in this, like, it, they, they got to just figure out something better. 
the pod is very uh, bearish here on the on the All Star game. <laughs> yeah, not surprised. Not surprised at all. I think I'm probably gonna tune in, but not watch the skills competition stuff. Exactly. It's like I'll watch maybe like the Metro play a couple games if they even play two, because the Metro won it last year. You know, pretty we're the champs. You know, <laughs> uh, but uh, it's tough for me. For one, it's like. I don't even, like, I, I think it's a weekend, the third and fourth. It's like, do I really want to, like, sit down and watch the NHL, an NHL All-Star game? I, so, the third is a Friday, so not watching the skill stuff, for sure. I'm going to be rather doing something else than watching that on a Friday. And Saturday, it's like, okay, maybe I'll turn it on, you know. Maybe I'm recovering or I'll just probably, doing something. Uh, I'll probably watch the skills competitions on, uh, like, a highlight super super highlight reel or something like that just like who wins is interesting you know like that's cool yep. and all but relatively meaningless <laughs> it won't get you into the hall of fame that's for sure um <laughs> to just uh segue here to the pens um i have basically one note from last week i'm gonna try to keep it like more like less of like rigid how i was doing it before more kind of a flowy thing um Mike Sullivan kind of called out the team during practice. Oh, they just scored. Fuck. Five to four. But he called out the team, called them, calling them lethargic. Um, I don't know if you guys know DK Sports, but I listened to some of his stuff. He usually has an interesting take. Been getting sick of him relatively recently just because I feel like he says some of the same stuff. But they dropped an interview where Mike Sullivan was kind of like just talking. Uh, and this was, I think, when – before they beat Arizona and probably after they lost to Vegas, um, he he seemed pretty candid. Uh, he was ta- telling uh, you know the reporters about injuries like Pedersen had a maintenance day, Latang was out, Archibald's still out, you know Paling's out, Jari was rehabbing, Petrie's with the team. Um, one of the uh, questions they asked there was about holding the leads, which is one of the things I actually was critical of them last pod. Um, Matt, I know we, we talked about it. Um, what they, the, so a reporter asked him and what he said is, uh, I'm quoting him here, details, habits, defending hard, executing when the opportunities are there. Um, he believes that momentum needs to be leveraged more and they need to simplify their game, uh, during the opponent's momentum swings. Um, you know, just to stay, uh, more in the moment kind of thing. And, well, there usually is, like, kind of like, you know, with hockey, they kind of, like, whitewash the details of stuff. You know, they don't really get very much. I do think that, you know, the momentum is kind of uh, one of the Pens' issues. And I feel like this game gives you a very insightful point here is they went down 2 nothing, 3 nothing, right? They stormed back 3-3 in the first period, like, that's some crazy momentum swings and honestly probably not playing the way that Sullivan wants if they're letting up four goals at this point again uh, against the Canucks. Um, but I, 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 I will say I don't think that's all that depends issues are when they're holding like trying to hold a league. I think coaching is a issue there. That's kind of what I was getting at last pod. Um, but obviously Sullivan isn't going to criticize his coaching staff you know in a report or a question from a reporter. Um, he he also mentioned, or at least talked about Jake Gensel and 
how Jake hasn't really been scoring much, and you know he's putting too much pressure on himself, which kind of thought was interesting. And I I'm not sure if Jake has scored since then, but I'm pretty sure he did against uh, the Coyotes. So maybe man, I gave him a little boost. I don't know. Um, but really, I I don't have very much more on the Pens. Um, like I was saying, like my one takeaway here, I I think the criticism of momentum swings is fair from Sullivan, but you know you need to put your trustworthy players out there, like Raquel uh, on the NOT. Like I, one of the criticisms I had last spot is he wasn't putting our best players out for like OT, and we we're we're losing in OT. We're like I think maybe one in six when it comes into overtime, so. But some points there that could really be a difference, and basically, I mean that's that's basically my takeaways. Like the there's it's on both coaches and players. Like you can't have Dumo out there or Carter out there in important minutes. Like play the play the players that will win you the games, not you know give the other team a, an advantage or an edge here. Um, but yeah, I don't know if you guys got Jake. You got anything on the pins you saw last week? I've been reading your article so it is nice to, to see those articles come out oh thanks man yeah I, I no i agree with a lot i think it's i think it's hard to tell i think the thing that i keep seeing and you know i think i'm just looking for it now with every game is they they just have they need some sort of uh, third line center or they need something and i feel like every game like these momentum swings like a way that they can neutralize it is by having more productive and players that Sullivan can actually trust in the defensive zone and to chip in offensively. So you don't burn out your top two lines. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. they're not the issue as we keep seeing, like, you know, Gensel doesn't, he was scoreless for a little bit, but he had two goals against Arizona. He had two goal, he had two assists in the game prior. So he looks like he's breaking out of that slump. You know, they're, they're doing all right. Raquel has a goal tonight. Malkin, I think, has three or four points. He has four points tonight. So, you know, top six doing it is doing their thing. And then you, you look and you see you're getting nothing from this third line, which, again, made some – Sullivan made some changes to – for this game, and he put O'Connor on the third line. But and they just – they don't score. They don't – and they don't do enough defensively to make it worthwhile. So I feel like, for me, yeah, Sullivan – is frustrating this season where we're not getting the best players out in those late game situations. But I also feel like he's sending a pretty clear message that like, this is who I have to work with. Mm-hmm. So unless there's better players out here, I can't play Crosby and Malkin 30 minutes every night and start them in every single important face off situation. So they, they need help. And that's what I keep seeing. And that's why I hope more than anything, they bring in someone for their bottom six to help give them a boost for this playoff run. Uh, yeah, that, that's a very good point, actually, is you don't want to burn out those players or, you know, subject them to maybe some sort of, like, you know, abuse. Like, you know, they're on the ice. They're best player. They'll they'll get targeted. And you don't want to lose them for playoffs. That's more important than a regular season game. But you got to get there, at least. Yeah. Uh, I do like yeah. Drew O'Connor, though. I, I think he's a good player. Add some energy. Like, get a young guy in. Uh, besides... You know, I mean, I think Paling's still hurt, but it's like I can't really think of like a forward in the in the system that I would want even on the roster. So it's like, who? What are we moving here? You know, what what's happening? Like we got to move something out. 
and everyone's like, oh, trade Dumo, trade Jeff Carter. It's like, hey, like other teams realize that they're not doing well too. It's like, you know, it's it's not trade all of my bad players for your good players. It's, it's much more complicated than that. And like, I I really can't. I I remember Hollander playing a couple games, uh, Pullian, right? Or I think he was yeah. a pick. He's he's currently. I I was gonna mention um, that Pullian's in uh, the player assistance program right now, so he's not playing any games. Um, so yeah, so I feel like you know of any of those guys that the Penguins have in in Wilkes-Barre, he's probably the the most NHL ready at this point. Mm-hmm. Then there's other guys. I don't know if anyone saw that that tweet or it, for the highlight from Alex Nylander's game-winning goal the other night against Hershey, where he no. kind of like made a dangle move and like split. Mm-hmm. He's he's you know if they want to get a guy in here who can probably come in and score and has like NHL stick handling abilities, I feel like Alex Nylander is absolutely a guy who probably can score more than Danton Heinen is right now. But he's not giving you anything defensively. And Sullivan's just not going to – he won't play a guy for more than five, six minutes a night if he doesn't trust him in those defensive zone face-off situations. And Alex Nylander, I love him. I've written about him a lot. Uh, he's just – he's not one of those guys that fits in the Sullivan's mold for the third or fourth line. So it's like I don't know where he fits in that NHL club. And then besides that, it's just, you know mm-hmm. – Hollander, I think, is probably next after that. He's actually having a super impressive year. He's scoring at a much higher clip in the AHL this year. But still, again, you know, he's more defensively inclined. But does Sullivan trust him? He doesn't have a lot of experience with him. So, you know, I think – I don't think there's an AHL answer. As much as I would like there to be that Sullivan would trust on that third or fourth line, they'd have to look outside of the organization. And I feel like to any real Pens fan, that's not a surprise that we don't have – stuff for the future like i'm completely on board of let's win now like we we're gonna suck five years from now but hey let's do it now let's try right like why the fuck not yeah i think this would be the year like i don't i don't think you're you know unless you're in the connor bedard sweepstakes for this upcoming draft i don't think there's any real reason to hang on to the first round pick if you're the penguins you can probably get someone who can help you win this year and why did you extend Malkin and Latang if you weren't trying to win a cup this year? Mm-hmm. I just, that's, uh, you know, I yeah, exactly. there's any other reason. Um, you got any trade targets? Ooh, a, a million. I really do think, as I mentioned earlier, I think Max Domi is like the, the perfect guy that kind of fits into like, he's not a huge splash player. Hextall won't. I, I'd be shocked if Hextall goes out and makes a move for a big time player or, you know, someone who would come in and play top six minutes. But I do think he's very willing to make a trade for a guy like Max Domi or another guy in Chicago is Andreas Athanasiu. I just feel like yeah. they have something that, you know, the third and fourth line lacks, and it's just, like, respected scoring ability. You know, mm-hmm. there's just no one who's imposing on any of those lines who can put the puck in the net. And they don't, you know, they won't cost too much to get, so... You know, I think looking at, at guys who are expiring contracts and things like that, I don't think Hextall's going to be in the market for anything too crazy. Yeah, and like you said, it's like we 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 extended these guys. What the expectation is there? Like, I I almost dislike waiting until like game sixty, and you know that's when the deadline is, and making the trade then. 
I almost feel like I'd rather like, hey, like figure this team out while you can make the trade. Like we're not in a bad position. You can lose a couple of games here. Like we literally just lost six in a row. So maybe, maybe that's not the case so much. But like it didn't put us out of playoff position. And like I don't know, like tweak the team. You know, like obviously we're not as good as Toronto. We're not as good as uh, who else? The the Boston Bruins. Like we've lost twice to the Bruins by one goal. It sounds like to me, you know, depth scoring could be a a, a factor in beating them, like being a, one of the best teams in the league, the best team in the league, you know. Lost how many games to Carolina this year? I mean... All, all three. Yeah, so I think, I I do think we need to make a change. I'd rather it sooner than later, but it seems that the NHL doesn't really work that way, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a perfect fit. I don't think there's like one guy out there who, you know, both fits the Penguins needs and is available at a price that, you know, yeah. works simply like with the cap constraints and all that stuff. They're just they're going to have to get creative. And I, you know, not, I don't want to shit on Hextall, but he's he's not very creative like, that. Yeah. you know, he's he's pretty like I don't think he knows the like I don't think he has much desire to be an outside of the box thinker. I think he just, you know, he likes certain players. He makes it very clear who he likes and he brings in players that are not too high risk, you know, and by the same stroke, they're not sometimes high reward either, but that's why I just mentioned guys like a Domi or an Athens CU just, you know, they're proven commodities, but they're not, you don't have to pay maybe a first round pick to get them. Cause you, it's, it's not a 30 goal score. It's funny how contrast to that is to like his playing career of being like the hothead guy just slash you or fight. I was like, huh, this guy doesn't like taking risks. That's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, I may. I hope he proves me wrong because I mean, again, this this team, you know, you if you can go on a seven game losing streak and a six game losing streak in the first forty games and still be in the playoff hunt you're you might be a team that can surprise you know so i i don't know i we keep saying it but just get them a little bit of help and let this team go on a run see if they have it yeah i i I definitely definitely agree there um and really like i feel like that might matt if you got anything that might be a a good point really to you know head out here my my dogs are freaking out I don't have anything, really. I got the Pens talk out of the way along the way. Yeah, that's fair. Um, <laughs> my last note of, like, hockey news here, I uh, guess we can end with this. Um, Canada won that World Juniors tournament. Um, bronze to the U.S., so at least we got on the podium. But I felt like after uh, after they lost, Can- Canadians lost to Czechia or whatever, and... Actually, was it Switzerland? I don't know. They lost to someone. The point is, they rallied around it, and, you know, they won the tournament. And no surprise, really, to most player people, I feel like. I think Finland was the other team that was considered one of the best. Um, but, yeah. Good for the U.S. Uh, Canada, pretty standard for you guys. I mean, whatever. <laughs> um, and if no one has anything else, then I guess we can end it, Jake. Thanks for for coming coming on. And feel free to plug yourself right now. I'm gonna do some plugging at the end here. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh well. First, thank you guys so much. Great to see all you guys. Hope you're all doing well yeah, outside of this. Uh, 
nice Great to chat for you. a couple hours. Yeah. I'm happy to come on whenever you guys want to chat some more. Just let me know. Yeah, we'll have to get a yeah. beer, Jake. Like, we'll have to catch up. That'll be a fun time or something. For sure, for sure. I don't um, drink. I don't want to assume anything. You know, people don't drink. I, I don't drink, but if you guys want to smoke, yeah. I'm always down. Oh, um, hell yeah. There we go. <laughs> well, you guys just let me know. Um, hell yeah. I'll hit you up. No worries. For sure, you. for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, let, I'll, I'll plug myself real quick. I write for uh, a website called Inside the Penguins. Uh, you can find us on si.com slash NHL slash Penguins. Uh, and you'll find my stuff. There's a couple other guys there doing some good work reporting on the Penguins daily. Uh, so yeah, give us a follow if you want to chat Penguins, read Penguins articles. That's where we are. Um, but yeah, thanks, thanks so much, guys. I, I can't appreciate it. Can't say how much I appreciate it enough. Yeah, no worries. Um, and episode 11 of Puck and Dirty. Our social is at Puck and Dirty now. Um, Really, Ryan, if you got anything else, you want to plug anything? I, I, I feel like that wraps it. Well, check out my podcast, too, on Fridays. Talking to you. The, uh, the OG podcast. Uh, yeah, we're doing, we're doing the NFL uh, playoff picture preview, whatever you want to call it, uh, this week with Mark Grimm. We're having a special guest, Mark Grimm. The showman. The showman. The showman. <laughs> the showman. So, well, that's yeah, funny. Check that out on the same stream as you see these episodes. You'll find mine too. And I think for the first time we can end a pod right as like the pens are winning here. Uh five four win over Vancouver. Can't say I was I'm like happy about it, but I'm glad I am glad they won. But hell yeah. Well Brian, thanks for uh for coming on. Matt, you as well, Jake. Definitely you as well. Um we'll catch up. Uh thanks everyone for listening. Hope you had a enjoying time listening to us rant. Uh <laughs> And that's it. Thank you. All right.